0: Welcome to a new episode of Tu Costa Rica Real Talk, Tu Costa Rica Real Estate Podcast on all things real estate and Costa Rica. Today we're joined by David and Valeria from TLAS Group. How are you doing today?
1: Good, thank you very much. It's nice to be
0: here.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having us.
0: Perhaps like first of all, for to for our listeners to get to know you. Where and when was the firm founded, and can you share a little bit about the growth of the service you've offered, like in the past, perhaps like ten
1: years? Yeah, great. No. Um we are uh, founded in. Uh, we were founded ten years ago in 2013 in, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we chose Dallas, Texas, because Texas banking regulations have a strong tie to Latin America. Um, they understand business in Latin America, um, and with the treaties that the United States has with several Latin American countries, Mexico, Costa Rica, and other countries, uh, it was just a fit for us uh, to set up a regulated escrow company there. Uh, that provides escrow in a very formal, regulated manner, um, which we thought was best for a very professional escrow services to service Latin America.
0: And how has been the process of like, well, the evolution of like your escrow firm in terms of like expansion towards like different markets?
1: Yeah, no, we started principally providing service to some uh, developers and home buyers in, in Mexico. Um, initially, we hit some of the markets that are more residential tourism markets. Obviously, American citizens, Canadian citizens understand escrow a little bit better than the Mexican citizens. So we were focusing on the markets of Puerto Vallarta, Cabo San Lucas, the Riviera Maya, where we have a lot of U.S. citizens buying uh, uh, second homes. Um, That's where we started in the first couple of years. Um, Costa Rica soon became a secondary market for us. and, And in the last three years, especially during COVID, took off. Um, we uh, obviously went and got a letter from SUGF to, that, that validated us being able to provide services in Costa Rica uh, through our offices in Dallas. Um, and with the new regulations of SUGF in Costa Rica, it's um, a lot less players are providing escrow and it's becoming more formal. Uh, so a lot of people have come to us to, to provide those escrow services in a ma- manner that complies with the regulations um, and with you know, we try and be the top service in the market.
0: In terms of like uh, establishing yourself in the Costa Rican market, as you mentioned, like like twenty to thirty years ago, it wasn't really that that formalized in many ways. How has been like that process dealing with this? Uh, so as, well as, as Scott Cutter has mentioned, like these growing pains of like Costa Rica as, as growing as a destination.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a major thing for a lot of tourist destinations around the world. Uh, you get a place as beautiful as Costa Rica. Uh, you get the regulations in place that allow foreigners to come and invest and who's not gonna love it here. Um, So all of a sudden you have a a high demand for a limited resource, which is coastal properties normally. So people come down and start buying, the price starts going up and we do see this all over Latin America, principally in Mexico and and Costa Rica, where these, these communities that used to be sleepy little fishing villages with very inexpensive now are where everybody wants to be, uh, prices go up. Locals have a hard time uh, purchasing or staying in the local area. They see the benefit of sale- selling. Some of them reinvest. Some of them don't. Uh, but it is it is a it is a difficulty that we're seeing as I guess, it's a growing pain, um, and it's something that you you have to deal with and, and making sure that there's areas uh, for for housing for workers for people in the community is. Is paramount. Um, you know, having those centers of of towns grow in, in a responsible manner uh, is is not only the obligation of, of the government, it's also the obligation of those investors to make sure that their area is going to be attractive to them in the future. Nobody wants to buy in a place that in 10 years is just trash because we don't have the infrastructure. So it is a growing pain. You got to face it. Um, you got to work with the government, which is sometimes hard, but you got to work with the government, but it's something that both government and investors need to tackle.
0: And how has it been that process of like establishing your service specifically in terms of escrow in a country that, as we mentioned, like perhaps like in 20 years ago, wasn't that formalized in terms of like the whole uh, acquiring pro- property process?
1: Yeah, well, so um, the late 90s and early 2000s, we saw you know, Mexico and a lot of other Latin American countries and virtually all over the world, uh, free trade agreements uh, starting to, to be signed. And, and those free trade agreements, trade agreements were basically to promote uh, trade between the countries, um, including the tourism trade. Um, and w- we saw a boom in, in, in property and tourism um, acquisitions starting in the late 90s to 2000s. Uh, that's that's continuing because those relationships between the countries, between where, let's say, the U.S. investor and the Canadian investor are, um, the, the good experience they've had with investing in the country, the regulations in the country that allow them to do that. And prior to the 90s, prior to these free trade agreements and the secondary laws they created in the country, um, it wasn't easy, as easy to invest. It wasn't as safe to invest. But uh, these free trade agreements and the secondary laws made it safer, made it more brought more confidence into the market. And as soon as that confidence got to a level, we saw the we saw the you know critical mass and the boom of people coming in.
0: And still, it's like a process that keeps going in a way. As for for example, in US, many escrow agencies offer title insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the status of like uh, for our listener's of uh, title insurance in Costa Rica? Which I know it's not really as uh, seamless I in the
1: U.S. Talking about escrow, it's you kind of hand in hand in the U.S. talk about title and title and escrow. And what they mean by title is title insurance. Um, so a title company in the U.S. is principally going to be selling a, an insurance policy, a title insurance policy. That's where the majority of their income comes from. The escrow is a secondary thing they do is where they hold the funds and disperse the funds. Um, that's, it's a little bit different in Latin America. The idea of title insurance has not taken hold. Uh, in the United States, you won't do a. Le- okay. In the United States, you're going to have about 90% of the real estate transactions done that are financed. Uh, and no bank's going to finance a transaction without having an insurance policy saying that if this title is no good, somebody's going to pay me. In Costa Rica, I think it's about 90% or more of the transactions are done in cash. So there's very few lenders. And without the lenders, they're not asking for title insurance. Um, Is insurance a good thing? I think insurance is a great thing. Uh, It hasn't been a requirement though, because there is not a really heavy lending market that would require it i mean if i'm going to lend you money and you say my title's good i'm going to say well go get an insurance policy you pay the policy so if anything happens and you can't pay me you get thrown off your property at least i'm going to get my money back from the loan uh until lending becomes a a real uh Requirement or the the principal way of acquiring property in Costa Rica, I don't think we'll see the title insurance take off. But once banks start asking for it, we will.
0: How have your services evolved in the last five years, also considering Costa Rica is currently in the process of like, new regulations have uh, arisen in the last couple of years, and it's like in constant flux, the relationship of like legislation and like uh, this boom of uh, development and
1: investing destination. We, we deal with different regulations in different countries. Um, over the last, let's say, five years, 10 years, the, the, the big regulations that we've all had to look at, and every country's looked a little different at, uh, is the anti-money laundering regulations. These are important regulations that, put, put, that were put in place and that we all have to abide by. So each country and sometimes different institutions like banks have different requirements. It's being flexible, understanding that these requirements are good for the market, they create a solid market. Um, you know we don't want to get into a situation where we're working with people that aren't doing the right thing um so we welcome them um but we understand that it's a constant uh we need to be constantly on top of the regulations that have changed we need to be working with our partner agencies uh of uh, the law firms we work with here in costa rica the banks to make sure that everybody understands what needs to be provided to meet those new regulations and change them as they change
0: and how does that, re- that, well, this current environment relates to the services you've
1: offered? The services we've offered, I mean, initially it was uh, back in the day we could do escrow with just basically signing an escrow agreement. Uh, today, we, we the KYC, the know your client information, the anti-money laundering forms that need to be filled out, the identification of the parties, it's become more, there's more of a document trail we have to do. There's more uh, filings we have to do. Um, so the evolution has been from being a very simple transaction to being a simple transaction that just needs a little bit more documentation. Have there been any challenges, like particularly related to the Costa Rican market? Well, there's there's always challenges. I, I, it's kind of the fun thing of doing business. How do we get to the next level? Um, the Costa Rican market, um, I think it's, it's a great market. Uh, I think... Uh, I think everybody's on the same page that you know, having investors invest in the right way, um, having a society that uh, is in agreement with the investment, uh, everybody working together to promote tourism, to promote um, investment. If, if that's what works for everybody, uh, there's gonna be challenges. So we'll, we'll have to face those challenges and deal with those challenges as they come along. Questions of overgrowth, uh, sewage, water, treatment, those types of things, they're always going to change, always going to be need to be dealt with as they come up.
0: And in terms of specifically your operations, do you think your location in the US have given, has given you like any particular advantage in terms of like dealing with buyers and sellers
1: in the Costa Rican market? So Thomas Tidal, um which is the precursor to TLA, Thomas Title Latin America. Um, yeah, is it is esc- was an escrow company who was sold a couple of years ago but is you know the trajectory of escrow in the United States is is ample there there's there's ample legislation they uh you know it's been dealt with there's software systems there's there's actually careers that you can go into in universities that are for escrow and finance uh so you know, there's teachers that give classes on their real estate agent classes that you have to get licensed in the United States have to understand how escrow works so there's an abundant uh, pool of information and systems that have been in place for this isn't something that was just created yesterday. It's been in place for over fifty years. Um, these institutions allow us to take that and create best systems for operating in other places. Obviously, we have to adopt adapt it to the country, but it, it gives us the 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 systems we need and the history we need to be able to provide a. A service.
0: What steps does TLA uh, take to ensure that clients' uh, personal information is protected, still while still fulfilling like the compliance requirements?
1: Obviously, when we the process starts with either an agent or an attorney or closing person saying, "Hey, I've got a buyer and seller that are entering into a deal; they want to deposit money in escrow until closing." Um, that we generate the file and ask for what we call the KYC documentations to know your client information and the any money laundering forms. The parties provide those forms. And some of those forms are confidential information, which are declared as confidential information. So we can have the one side or the other put those into a file, into a share file with us that are kept confidential for the client. There are other documents that we as an escrow institution have to keep and keep confidential unless an authority asks for them. Um, But we do it in a way that each individual party can put those Uh, files into a place, into a share file that the other parties don't have access to. I know when I bought and sold real estate, I don't know the buyer sometimes. I don't know the seller sometimes. Um, I would prefer that they didn't have all of my identification, all of my information. We make sure that that information is separated as necessary, but also provided as necessary when the forms that the government requires um, need that information.
0: And what do the additional measures have uh, have you implemented in terms of like uh, cyber security and like uh, the current like digital ecosystem of like property acquisition? Oh, so cyber
1: security is a big one right now. That's uh, we probably hear of weekly or minimum monthly uh, uh, attempts. Um, we have a robust system. We have a dual authentication system that requires dual authentication in order to get into the system. Um, we also uh, have some other systems in place, like the share file, that uh, allows access to only the person who initially opens the file. Um, we call our clients uh, before releasing funds to make sure that the funds are going to that client and, and banking uh, regulation, or, excuse me, banking information hasn't been changed. Part of our regulations in Texas require that a third party provider uh, trains monthly Uh, uh, our staff on cyber fraud. So we get an email uh, once a month from this company and we have to go through a course and then there's a test at the end of the course and every single person in the office takes it. Uh, And what it does is it gives us month to month new things that are happening within cyber fraud and how to avoid them. So it's not just the directors being trained in this, it's every single person in our staff has to take that class monthly.
0: And perhaps to round off the podcast, I want to ask you about what sets apart DLA in terms of like escrow services in Costa Rica's luxury market?
1: Well, number one, I think we're the highest regulated and and uh, we have the most robust system, uh, security and confident- confidentiality. Um, that's one thing. Uh, we We do have an underlying premise that we open up escrows as soon as possible. Uh, if not within the hour, within the same day, we would get those escrows open. So, you know, uh, being regulated and having all of the security measures in place is number one. The customer service with getting those escrows open is number two. And number three, follow-up. Uh, Valeria here is, uh, is, is our representative locally. And if there's any question that an, an agent has or a bank has or an attorney has, there's face-to-face meetings she can do. There's calls uh, just to make sure that, you know, the things that might hold up a transaction are resolved in the quickest possible time.
0: So regarding a market that's still like, kind of like figuring itself out, uh, how do you, how's the process of relating to agents and like banks and institutions that are still starting to deal with like escrow uh, services?
2: Uh, before it was done remotely from Dallas and Mexico, but now I was brought in into the equation as a business development representative. So I meet in person a lot with the agents. The human uh, experience is very important to, to to understand the needs of the agents. Also, I meet with the bank executives, uh, with the lawyers. Also, lawyers are a very key, important uh, player in the equation. And then uh, we do follow-up calls, Zoom calls. Uh, sometimes we do insight. Uh, calls visits to the, to the land. There are many ways in which we try to be present as much as possible to deliver a human experience and to let them know that we are here for them uh, all the time. Like we are reachable.
0: And perhaps finally, what kind of like uh, decisions or like steps you take in terms of like actualizing your services also in terms of like a destination still
1: growing in time? Growing in time, we're, we're focused a lot on the Mexican market, the Costa Rican market. Uh, we're seeing some other areas in Latin America that are looking for the tourism that Costa Rica has and Mexico has, and trying to capitalize on that. Um, they're initiating markets, and we're there. Uh, we do escrows in Belize. Uh, we've done them in Nicaragua. Um, we do them in, in South America, um, Argentina, Chile. Um, There are not as many transactions of, of like tourists, second homes, uh, a lot more business transactions. Um, but yeah, all of Latin America is, we want to grow in Latin America, but we want to make sure that the the residential market here in Costa Rica and in Mexico uh, is, is fully staffed. Um, so that as it grows and as we continue to grow with market share, um, you know, there's there's no there's no hiccups in the service. Oh, uh thanks, David, and thanks, Larry for your time. Well, thank you, guys, very much.
2: Thank you so much. It's been
1: great to be here in Costa Rica and go have fun on the weekend. <laughs> That's what people come here for. Yep. For our
0: listeners, remember you can listen to all our content on a weekly basis on your favorite podcast platform or a streaming platform in general. And if you want to keep up to date with what's happening in Costa Rican real estate, you can follow us on social media. Whichever social media platform you prefer at Two Story Care Real Estate.